Can We Have It All, a business and lifestyle podcast for women solopreneurs and small business owners, inspiring you to build the business you truly want to with tips and insights to help you flourish. Infused with positive psychology and digital marketing, Can We Have It All is the reality behind my business alongside real life conversations with inspirational women who are building their own vision of success. Hosted by me, Hollywood, aka The Flourish Mentor and Coach. Hi everyone and welcome back to my podcast, Can We Have It All? And this is series or season four and I can't believe I'm saying this but it is literally a year to the day that I recorded and published my last episode. I can't quite believe where the year has gone. But (laughs) let's not dwell on the pandemic and lockdown because I'm sure we could all chat about that for days and moan about that for days. But essentially, my podcast had to take a back seat to lots of other exciting work and things like homeschooling and just getting by in 2021. So it's been a year since I have published a podcast. I miss it so much. And since my last episode was all about the things I learned about myself in 2020, it only seems right to start this season with the things I learned about myself and my business in 2021. I don't think I need to put a whole ton of context on 2021. I think we all know it's been a bit of a shit show of a year. It wasn't the year I think we all expected after 2020. And I think we've all probably given up on expectations of 2022. So, you know, we've been through the pandemic, we've been through various lockdowns, we've been through a whole load emotionally, physically, whatever. It was a funny old year. So I feel like it's an important one to reflect upon because I know for me, and I'm sure loads of you can relate to this, I have learned so much about myself in this last two years, but particularly, I think, actually, in this last year. And I've really grown as a person. I've become way more self-aware. And I've also really, really grown as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. And I've learned loads about business as well. And as December into January is the perfect time for reflection, I thought there's no better time than to get this episode out there ready for you guys to kickstart 2022, give myself some mojo, hopefully give you some mojo too. Um, So let's get straight to it. The 10 things I've learned about myself and business in 2021. Now I want to start with the fact that I am way more in tune with my body and my mind and I really understand when it needs rest. So I've been through burnout before I'm sure lots of us have, particularly in the last couple of years, and I wouldn't recognise burnout until it was happening or until it had happened (laughs) and I was reflecting back on it. Now I can foresee burnout. I can recognise it before I'm even there and that is so important because what it's meant is that I've actually stopped myself from getting to that point and I think this is where the key is is to really recognise those signs, those trigger points, those little indications that you are teetering on the edge and that you need to bring it back and rein it in. There have been a couple of points in 2021 where I definitely felt like I was teetering and where maybe I would have pushed through previously, I didn't. You know, I really listened to myself and like I said at the beginning, I'm way more self-aware and I think this is a really important part of entrepreneurship 
is being self-aware and it's recognizing and listening to the signals that your body and your mind gives you and it can be hard to listen to those and it can be hard to stop and maybe let things take a back seat or maybe delay projects that you wanted to you know keep going with hello podcast a year later but actually the most important thing is to take those cues to act on them and preserve your energy your sanity your mind and your body and your health all in all mental and physical so I would say that's number one lesson that I've learned this year following on from that though the second thing I've learned about myself is that I'm not very good at standing still I need to be doing something always So even though I, you know, need and crave those down times and I need that rest and I really recognise that I need time off and when I need time off, I'm actually quite bad at having it. And I don't mean, you know, like an evening in front of the telly or, you know, a weekend away with the family. I mean just kind of extended periods of rest and, you know, quieter moments in business. Like I always feel like I need to be filling that gap. And I think this is a really positive thing, but it can also be a negative thing. And it's something I'm going to have to really um, be aware of going forward, especially into next year. Because I love that I'm obviously motivated and have the energy and desire to keep doing more. But I know it's a fine line. And I would tell any of my clients or any of my flourishers, you know, to really kind of not fill the gap when you're tired or not fill the gap when you've had a really intense, you know, year. And I keep having that conversation with myself and keep having to have that conversation with myself. So it's made me realise that I'm actually not very good at standing still. And I like to continually be developing in some way, whether that's through learning, through a course, through my master's, through certification, through, you know, webinars, through new books, podcasts, audiobooks, whatever it might be, I just find it hard to stand still. So I don't know if anyone can relate to that. And again, probably leading nicely on from that is the third thing that I've learned about myself over this last year. And that is that the first thing that drops off the priority list is me. I am absolutely fine when things are manageable and not too busy. That's when I'm great with my eating, with my um, mindfulness, with my self-care, with my exercise routine. And I think that happened for maybe about a month or two in 2021 that I felt like I had the space and the headspace to do that and to focus on that. And then as soon as it got busy again, and as soon as things were a little bit out of my control with the pandemic, with getting COVID, with the kids having COVID, with isolations, that's when the things drop. And the first thing to drop is me. So my eating goes out the window. I stop looking after myself as much. Exercise drops to the bottom of the list. And my self-care kind of routine suffers. And therefore I suffer and actually probably my work suffers a bit as well. So I've really kind of learned that I prioritise myself kind of least. And I think in 2022, it might be time to put myself first. So the next thing that I kind of figured out, which again flows on from that last point, is that I have or I don't have the best relationship with food when I'm busy which 
for the last kind of 18 months, two years has been all the time. So I love food. I'm a foodie. I have a really great relationship with it in terms of I enjoy it. It inspires me. I love to cook. I love to feed people. It's part of like my being. It's part of my personality. I'm a foodie. Love it. But when I'm busy, the way that I eat isn't very good for me and my health. Meaning that again, I guess it's kind of wrapped up with the previous thing that I learned about me being less of a priority is that I just don't prioritise cooking good food. I don't prioritise preparing good food, shopping, planning. And actually then what happens is food becomes this kind of really negative spiral for me where I just um, fall into that loop of I deserve to eat whatever I want, which is usually something, you know, really great, like a takeaway. Um, But also not being motivated or bothered to prepare anything nice. So it becomes rushed and it becomes grab and go and it becomes takeaways more often than I should. And then I start to get into a loop of actually I'm eating things that don't make me feel good anymore. And obviously that impacts my body, how I feel, you know, when I'm working out, how I feel in my skin, how I feel in my clothes. And that becomes a bit of a negative loop for me and it impacts then how I feel um, and how I want to show up for my business. So yeah, love food, but don't have the best relationship with it when I'm busy. And I think that's something that I really need to make a priority for next year. So the fifth thing I want to reflect on now, and it's very much to do with my business that I've really learned about myself and it comes out of the way my business and flourish has developed in 2021. And is it's the fact that I love being able to physically witness the results that I can help people achieve. So I love to watch my clients, my flourish members, my peers flourish. I love it. And I love it when I can see that things that I'm teaching or coaching or mentoring on is getting those results. And I love to witness that kind of almost physically. So this is why kind of my one-to-one work is absolutely my favorite. And, you know, having that connection, that really intimate connection with my flourish members really works for me. So where I have maybe, I've experimented in the past with things that are a little bit more hands-off and a little bit more self-led from my customers and my clients. I actually don't get as much out of that as I do when I'm physically part of that process and I can really help and mentor and coach. And I think that is the really key reflection for me because it's really shaping the way that I'm taking my business forward next year and, you know, into the years to come. Which leads on into the next reflection which is that right now, for my business, quality over quantity is way more important. And that kind of goes and means multiple things. So basically, in a nutshell, what it means is that I would rather have less customers and clients, but know that I'm giving them a real quality experience and tons of value and really um, kind of going on that journey with them then have like a shit ton of um, followers and audience and clients. You know, that isn't the important thing for me. And actually having that quality engagement and that quality of result from the people that are coming through my business and experiencing my services is absolutely essential. I've run businesses in the past that have 
focus way more on quantity. You know, I have had and run communities that have had hundreds of members. And what I've really learned is that right now, it feels way more aligned to me to have more intimacy in my communities and to, yeah, really focus on what it is I'm delivering rather than the volume that I'm delivering it to. So that's a really big thing. And that might change. And I think it's really important to address that. That might change in a year's time, two years time, five years time, who knows. But right now, I am feeling so good and so aligned with a more intimate audience and a more intimate community and client base than I've ever felt before. And my next reflection, gosh, it's almost like I planned this because it leads on so nicely. This is so big for me and it really kind of cemented itself in my head. I've known this and I've preached about this and been passionate about this for a long, long time. Anyone who's known me from the beginning back in the Weeblog days will know this, but I feel like 2021 absolutely cemented it for me. And that is the fact that you don't have to have a shit ton of followers on social media or a huge mailing list to scale and grow your business. I'm gonna repeat that. You don't have to have a shit ton of followers or a huge mailing list to scale and grow your business. And I have realized that over this last year more than ever before. And I've realized that because actually my engaged community is smaller than it's been in years. My interaction on social media is the lowest it's been in years. My mailing list is the most segmented and focused it's been in years. So although I'm growing, and yes, I'm bringing people into my, into my world all the time, actually, it's not huge. We're not talking about hundreds of thousands of people to have a successful business. And my business is more successful in terms of what it gives me and in terms of, you know, turnover than it's ever been before. So, and that is without a shit ton of followers. So yes, I've got 10,000 followers on Instagram. I've been growing my Instagram for five or six years, actually probably longer, probably like eight years now. You know, before Instagram was really used for businesses and, you know, I've got a base of followers there. My mailing list, I would say, is about 2,000 people, but I would say segmented and really engaged, probably about 800 and super engaged, probably about 200. So we're not talking crazy big numbers here. And actually the people that are bringing in my revenue, you know, it sits at under 100 people, but my revenue's higher than it's ever been. So I just wanna kind of reassure anyone who is worried or is reflecting or contemplating scaling their business and thinking, how am I ever gonna go from 500 followers to 5 million? How am I ever gonna get 700,000 people on my mailing list? You don't necessarily need that to scale and grow a successful business. And that is a really, really big thing. And it's something I'm gonna be carrying through in all the work that I do with my courses, with my clients, with my membership, because I have learned so much about scaling. And yeah, it's it's not what we are made to believe it is um, often on social media. The eighth thing that I've learned about myself over this last year is that I really love and want a product-based business or 
at least an arm to my business that's product-based. So for those of you that kind of follow along and have known me for a little while, you might know that this year I launched my Flourish prompt card deck, which I'm so proud about, by the way. Um, And I will link in the show notes in case you want to check them out. And I absolutely loved that process of designing, developing, working with an amazing designer, Lula Creates. Um, Shout out to her because she's fabulous to pull together this really gorgeous um, product, beautifully printed, beautiful quality. I love it. And I've also been working on my Flourish and Flow planner, which predominantly is sold to my Flourish members and gifted to my clients, but is something that is available publicly as well and that I'm finessing each year. And I've also played around a little bit with merch behind the scenes and created some things again for my Flourish members and for my clients just to test the waters and I love it. Now I know this is a whole kind of new business world to me. I have some experience in it. I have, um, you know, peers and clients that are product-based businesses that I'm learning from all the time. But it's definitely an element that I really want to grow and introduce kind of more over the next year and going forward. I guess this just comes down to me. I love tangible things. Like I am that person who still buys the hardback book because I like to feel the book. I like to smell the pages. I like to highlight. You know, I love having notebooks. I've got a shit ton of stationery. I like to feel things. I like having books on my coffee table. And, you know, I really see that in my future is having kind of physical products and entities. So yeah, watch this space. The ninth kind of reflection, and I wonder if this is something that some of you can relate to. I feel like during lockdown, so during 2020 and 2021, there's been a lot of noise on the online entrepreneurial space. And this is amazing, particularly for women. You know, there's way more accessible information out there Women are being able to grow their businesses in a way that they maybe haven't been able to do before. Plus, there were people that I guess, you know, were furloughed or maybe lost their jobs and started to carve this new route for themselves. What I have found is there has been a lot of chat in the entrepreneurial space about six-figure turnovers, seven-figure turnovers. And I'm not saying that's wrong or bad. It's not. And I think when it's done in the right way it's super inspiring and really you know interesting and insightful but what I found that there is quite a lot of almost kind of empty rhetoric around successful business and turnovers and what that should look like and actually not a lot of depth or insight into what that actually means you know so for instance there could be a course or a you know um a webinar that's like my formula to a six-figure business overnight or, you know, here's how to earn six figures, whatever. But actually what it's not saying is what does that six figures mean? You know, because you could have a six-figure business that turns no profit. You could have a six-figure business that you're not able to pay yourself a salary. And I think what it does when you hear this kind of message over again and again and again is make you think that you need something just because everybody else is telling you you need it and you don't really understand why you need it or what you need and what it actually means and I think this is where one of my biggest reflections of the last year really comes into play 
is that yes, like want a six-figure business if that's what you want. If having a six-figure business means success to you because maybe it means you are earning, you know, 80, 90K a year, or it means that you can be mortgage-free or it means you can have adventures with your family, great. Like that should be the focus. But if you want a six-figure business just because there's 400, you know, seemingly successful women on Instagram telling you, that you need a six-figure business, then that actually doesn't really mean anything. And so I guess what I'm trying to say there is my reflection and what I've learned about myself and my business is that I am far less concerned about that rhetoric when it comes to kind of turnover. Like it's really great to have goals and KPIs, yes, and, and have those, but you need to understand there needs to be some depth as to why you have those goals. So it might be that actually you don't want a six-figure business because you want to stay under the VAT threshold and, you know, you don't want to be a limited company and maybe you want more of a lifestyle business that allows you to work three days a week and, you know, look after your babies or your partner or whatever. You know, I think it's just really important that you understand exactly what your kind of vision of success is and what, how that translates into your business. So if you are listening to some really inspiring entrepreneurs that are helping you grow and scale, and you know why you want to grow and scale, and you know that they've grown and scale in the way that you want to emulate, amazing. But don't think that you just have to scale in the same way as everybody else, just because that is the message that's constantly out there on social media right now. It's very similar to the whole, you know, 10,000 followers on Instagram or, you know, 100,000 views on TikTok or go viral, whatever. I think I'm not taking away anything from those. I think genuine people have strategies and methodologies that they can teach. But again, it makes you feel that that is the only way to be successful. And that certainly isn't the case. And my final reflection on 2021 and what I've learned about myself and my business is that I really, really benefit from having a coach and mentor and ideally more than one in different areas. And I've really, really realised that I've been working with coaches and mentors on and off probably for about three years, seriously for about the last 18 months. I have spent more money than I've ever spent before on mentorship and coaching for myself and I am seeing that return on investment more than I could ever have imagined and sooner than I could ever have imagined and actually more than that what I've realized is that my personality type the way that I flourish is by having that support is by having someone that I feel like they've got my back is by not feeling completely isolated and alone, is by being able to bounce ideas back and forth. And, you know, that is worth its weight in gold and is worth every penny that I've invested on myself and my business in the last couple of years. And when I have had moments where I haven't had that, I've really realised that's when I flounder. That's when I get magpie syndrome and I get distracted by twinkling things and I don't see projects through from start to finish. And you know, and I'm somebody that helps other people do that. So I know the importance of all of the things that a mentor and a coach brings, but I always think it's so hard to apply that to yourself. And yeah, 
I would say that I wish I had invested more seriously sooner because I think it would have elevated my business sooner. But, you know, there's a reason for everything. I never have any regrets. Like I'm on this journey and I'm loving every second of it and I'm where I'm exactly where I should be. But I would say 100 percent 2022 is about sticking and maintaining those relationships with coaches and mentors that I'm building and maximizing that and letting somebody else help me realize my potential and not feeling like I have to do it all myself. And that's it. Those are my kind of key reflections and learnings over the last year. I wonder if you can relate to any of them. I'd love to know what yours are as well. And um, please always like slide into my DMs on Instagram. I'll, I'll pop my um, profile in the show notes. Um, I love to connect with people. I truly am someone that spends a lot of time in my DMs. I love a good voice note. If you ever want to send me a voice note, please introduce yourself. It means a lot to me. And, you know, please let me know if you've listened to this. Podcasting is so funny because you never quite know who's listening um, or who finds these podcasts. And if you found it helpful in any way, then please just share this episode with maybe one friend and let me know or tag me in a story to let me know you're listening so I can reshare because um, it really does mean the world. And before I sign off, I just want to finish by kind of letting you know what I've got coming up and what you can kind of get involved with and what might help you going forward. So I've got a couple of things. Again, I will link all of this in the show notes. So I've got an amazing free bundle, a solopreneur success bundle that will help you kind of get the ball rolling in January and, you know, get started on the right foot whenever you decide to, whether that's, you know, the 1st of Jan, the 3rd of Jan, or, you know, the 30th of February, <laughs> whenever you feel in a place where you're ready to get an injection of mojo, then I have a free solopreneur success bundle, which is just pop your email address in and everything gets sent over to you. We're, and it's got some training on live launching, um, it's got some nice positive psychology based kind of reflections in there and a couple of other bits as well. And the second really exciting thing I've got coming up is a free masterclass. And I actually have two. It's the same masterclass, but two dates to choose from. So hopefully it works for everybody. And it will be about an hour to an hour and a half where I talk about my thoughts on how to manageably grow your business, do more of the stuff you love and make more money, even with a small audience. So I've touched on that a little bit today. And it's something I'm super passionate about. I'll be talking a little bit a little bit about some of my models and some of the things that have worked for me and that I know has got results for my business and my clients' businesses. And I'll be infusing it as with everything I do um, with positive psychology. So it's a free masterclass. I'll drop the link in the show notes. Come register, come and turn up, come and interact and have a chat. And that will be on the 10th and the 11th of January, 2022. So loads to be looking forward to. So I'll leave it there. I can't wait to get back to being in your ears more regularly. I will be back with a weekly episode in 2022 for the rest of series four of Can We Have It All? And I can't wait because I absolutely love it on here. So I've missed it loads. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to flourish with you in 2022. Have a fab week and happy new year. 
Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you found something useful and inspiring, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review and a rating because it really helps other people hear this podcast too. And if you'd like to submit a question or a topic for discussion, then just send me an email. Find me and my business information, including how to join my growing online community of entrepreneurs and content creators over on holly-wood.co.uk or over on Instagram. All the details about how to contact me and find me and follow me are in the show notes. Thank you. Have a fab week.